Section 11 of An American Vendetta. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Vicki VM. An American Vendetta. A Story of Barbarism in the United States by T.C. Crawford. Chapter 7. There is much more to be said of the strange, half-civilized natives who live in the blood-stained wilderness along the mountainous boundary of Kentucky and West Virginia than I told in the previous chapter. I have given the story of the murderous warfare that has been carried on for a quarter of a century between the Hatfields and McCoys, as I learned it from the lips of the leading spirits in the endless feud but the story of the daily life of these barbaric mountaineers their family relations and their social customs makes a chapter astonishing and unparalleled when we first set out for the home of aunts hatfield we took horses we had first a mountain guide who did not know absolutely anything on any subject he did not even know the roads he was putty-faced with stupid blue eyes and his imbecile countenance was set off by a short yellow beard and a long mustache he was dressed in a suit of gray he was selected by the landlord for what particular reason i do not know he was the most free and easy specimen of american citizen i have ever had the pleasure of employing he was supposed to be a guide who was familiar not only with the roads but with the mountain people the first thing he did was to walk up and choose the best horse of the four selected by the landlord for our party after he had mounted that i handed to him a little bag which i desired to take with me although he had been engaged for the sum of one dollar a day to serve me he immediately kicked at the idea of carrying any bag he said he was not used to waiting upon people in any such fashion as that he was willing to go along for company for a dollar a day but if i wished to put upon him the ignominy of carrying that bag i would have to pay him fifty cents a day more so i was forced to yield to the demands of this mountain scoundrel we set out on our dismal journey in single file the villagers watched us with as mournful an air as if we were going to a funeral i had a comfortable gray mare whose side had been kicked out by her stable companion mr floyd had a dark brown horse and my friend mr moore had a heavy bay we filed down from the village down steep banks across the guyandot which comes into this place there is no bridge even across this wide stream we met numerous mountaineers wading across carrying their shoes on their shoulders other people were coming and going in great numbers on account of the court which was then in session i soon became convinced that it would be impossible to make the trip this way i had already been riding for two or three days and was so overcome with malarial fever which i had contracted in the bottoms that i was unable to endure the fatigue of this style of marching particularly as our guide was stupid idiotic and had to be constantly watched and checked 
he seemed to think that mr moore of our party was a particular object for his derision and every move he made although he is one of the best writers in the state was the subject of a derisive haw 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 from this simple child of nature i am sure that if we should have marched with him two or three miles the spirit of logan county would have seized upon some of us and there might have been a death charged up against us but we returned after the first half-mile dismissed him put away the curious crows of horses which had been furnished us and obtaining a steady pair and an ordinarily good wagon one which we had used in coming over from logan courthouse we made the ascent in that way the road is so wild and rough going from logan courthouse to devil Anse's fort that it would be impossible to march any body of men through there so as to reach the outlaw the roads wind in and out and at nearly every turn was a mountaineer who although engaged apparently in agricultural pursuits yet actually was a guard at the appearance of a stranger signals passed up the road whistles would be heard strange cries signals passing from one neighborhood to another in case of emergency a mountaineer can always make short cuts through the forest and anticipate the coming of travelers by any of the regular roads mr moore who was with me told me that the mountaineers in this neighborhood possess wonderful and peculiar facilities for obtaining information he said it was almost impossible to serve them with any process of court he is connected with the united states court at charleston he said he had frequently prepared writs in his office which he had mentioned to no one but a confidential officer sent out to serve them this officer would ride straight from the town after the writ being given him directly to the mountain country where the person desired was living only to find in the majority of cases that he had already received notice of the officer's coming and had disappeared end of section eleven recording by vicki v m